Today we're going to talk about one of my favorite holidays that I get to share with some of my favorite people, and that is Veterans Day. So today, since I happen to be in Michigan, uh, I decided to pull my favorite veteran on here with me, so I'd like to introduce my dad. Say hello, Dad. Hi, Jen. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. So we're going to talk about Veterans Day today. Veterans Day. Since you've had a little experience with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what branch were you in? I was in the Army. Okay. What year did you enlist? I um, actually, in 1954, I went and had my physical and all that type of thing. And, and um, 1955, um, on March 15, I was actually uh, inducted into the service. Um, and uh, I, I was in for two years. And so I, um, I was in from that date until March 14 of 1957. All right. So that's just a couple of years ago. Um, I actually, in a couple of weeks, will have 21 years since I joined, believe it or not. Wow. So time sure does fly <laughs> right on by us. It does. <laughs> um, so you said that you went in. How old were you? I was uh, 19. Okay. So what made you decide that you wanted to enlist? Well, see, in, my, in, in those days, they, uh, we were actually inducted in uh, because of uh, every, everybody went in uh, when they were 18, 19 years old. So men, men. Had, had to sign up for the draft, right? Yeah, they were signed up for the draft, and they, okay. and they would just draft you. Um, so what I did is there, we had quite a few of us that just graduated from high school. We decided instead of before going to college, um, we might just get the army done with because I didn't want to start going to college and then uh, they induct me and then I would have to quit and all this type of thing. So we went in with 17 of us from Holland, Michigan, and, um, we took, uh, physicals together and, uh, then we all got inducted at the same time. And of course that didn't last throughout the whole, um, two years. Uh, once we had our basic training in, um, then we, uh, then we start separating and we got into different, uh, MO, uh, MOs and uh, MOSs. And, uh, so, you know, they went different places and I actually stayed in the States all the time. So, um, I went, I actually got all my uniforms and everything, um, right after I was inducted, uh, at, at, uh, Fort Knox, Kentucky. And, um, uh, then from there, once we had all of our uniforms and got all of our shots and got our hair all clipped off and that type of thing, well, then they brought us by bus down to Fort Gordon, Georgia. So that's where I actually took basic training for the first eight weeks. So you did reception, or that's what they call it today, or actually I should back up. That's what they called it when I went in, was reception. And we did that at the same location that we did our basic at. So you did reception one place and then they shipped you out correct okay yep. which is different yeah you know, i don't i don't know of too many that did that but our whole group did and um uh when we when we were on the bus ride uh, while we were in fort, uh, fort knox kentucky with our clothes you know it was everything was kind of normal because you were getting all your uniforms and winter and summer uniforms and stuff and uh, but then i'll never forget we did we got on the bus 
and we never got to Fort Gordon, Georgia until 2.30 in the morning. Well, um, the cadre was there to meet us, and uh, they just about um, told us that uh, they didn't even want us, but uh, they said, because you're not worth anything and all this type of thing, which, which was, they did things back in those days a little bit. You know, today they can't do all that stuff. Um, but anyway, that's where we had basic training, and I'll never forget that first night, you know, when uh, we all got off the bus and got into our um, into our barracks and so forth. And uh, um, we got in at 2.30. Um, by the time we all got in our beds and everything and got our uh, got all of our blankets and everything, um, it was probably 3.30, quarter to 4, and they had us out by 6 for KP already. You know, so, uh, but that's typical basic training. Yep, they don't let you sleep very much while you're there. No, no. So I think pretty much anybody that has gone into the military, regardless of the branch that you go into, remembers that moment where the bus pulls up and on walks your drill sergeant and your life changed from one minute you're a civilian to the next minute you're a GI and you're along for the ride. I'll never forget when they boarded our bus. Oh, it's, it's... (laughs) It's something you just never forget. Definitely. And, uh, you know, we, we had, of course, we were all young. You know, we just got out of high school. And we had one person in high school that had very long white hair. And uh, he said, as we were on the bus, he says, I'm never going to get my hair cut. Well, um, he didn't have much of a choice. And I remember the day that he was sitting in the in the barbershop that down in uh, Fort Gordon, Georgia, uh, and they clipped all his hair off, and big, great big globs dropped to the ground, and everything. So everybody got quite a charge on that. <laughs> he, he actually was crying because, uh, but you don't, you don't cry in the service. <laughs> no, definitely not, <laughs> definitely not. Now, back when you went in, there probably weren't women in there with you, right? No, it was just all men. All men. Okay. Um, so you went to Fort Gordon, and you did eight weeks of basic training. Mm-hmm. A little bit different than how I did mine, because I did all 16 weeks, my basic and my AIT or my schooling right afterwards. They oh, kept yeah. us for the whole time. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what happens a lot of times. Yeah, for certain MOSs, mm-hmm. they, they keep you. Uh, so what did you, what was your MOS? What did they decide or you decide? Well, I guess that's the question. Did you get to pick your MOS or did they say this is what you're going to do? This is what you're going to do. Okay. Um so they gave me my MOS, and I think there was like, uh, if I can remember right, I think we had nine of us went on to that same MOS, and the rest of them got shipped elsewhere. Uh, but we went to, um, we went home for a little while, you know, a week or two or three weeks. In between, in between. basic and school. And then uh, then we went to um, Fort Dix, New Jersey, and went to um, radio school. Uh, I call it radio school, but it was really... We were there day after day, and we did this for 13 weeks. Uh, and all we listened to was Morse code. We had headsets on, and we had to do everything in Morse code. Um, we had to learn the code, and then we had to send the code, you know, on our, on our little did did die thing. Yep. And um, that was very, very interesting. But yeah, after a while, you know, being on it for 13 weeks, um, I actually uh, could send 35 words a minute and I could listen to 46. Is that so like, is that good? That's, that's above average. Okay. You know, but, but most of them could, could receive it, but they could not send it that fast because, you know, everything is a dot, 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 dit, dit. And, and they just could not 
keep them all straight. You know, they could listen to them and, and write it down. They knew what there was, but there's not a lot of them that got in the 30s of the sending. Okay. You know, which is unusual. Well, and I remember when I was younger and we would go to uh, Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago and they used to have a, I don't know if they still have it there, but they had a section where they talk about sound and language and mm-hmm. they had a little Morse code machine. I remember you were able to sit down and still do that. Yeah. You know, that was probably 20 years ago, but yeah. um, you were still able to do that. You just so, don't forget it. But uh, the, the funny part is once I went to 13 weeks of radio school, I never used it in the next all uh, the next months and months and months that I was in the service. So never, what never did used. you do after school then? Like, why didn't you get to use it? Well, then, then uh, that's why I really kind of call it radio school because I was in, um, after that, uh, we went down to, from Fort Gordon, we went down further down in Georgia to, uh, I call it Swamp Stewart. It's actually Fort Stewart, Georgia. And, um, that's like Lost in the Woods, Misery was yeah. Fort Leonard Wood. Yeah, Fort Leonard Wood. Is, is, yep. They got all kinds of names at Fort Leonard Wood. <laughs> but um, then I was in radio school. Um, actually, what I, I mean, you just had a regular headset and, and just talking. You know, and I was, um, we went, if we ever went on maneuvers, I was in a big van uh, with all the antennas on the top and stuff. And, so you and, were handling communication correct. from like the field back right. to wherever. Yep. Whoever was making the decisions. Yep. Okay. We had to go through communication. So, so, so then what changed? Well, I did that. Um, so then, well, I think there was, I'm trying to think how many months that was. I, I would say I did that for probably four, four months, something like that, four or five months. And then um, uh, we actually uh, went on maneuvers. So we went all the way um I wish I could, I wish I could remember what the name of the maneuvers was, but we went, we drove um, uh, trucks and vans and that type of thing, all the way over to uh, Texas and uh, Louisiana. We had maneuvers there in the Red River and, and uh, Louisiana, you know, kind of like sham battles. You know, we we had a enemy and then and then the you know the the plus, or the bad side and the good side and all that type so of thing. So you were practicing and just doing a practicing and okay. what we we're doing then. There, I was still on the radio band uh, when we went there, and then we drove those all the way back. After I think we were there for about nine or ten days, and um, it it was kind of sad when you when you go on maneuvers like that. At least in those days, it wouldn't happen today. But um, you know, they had tanks and everything, and they and we were we were right in farmers' fields and woods and all that type of thing. And uh, you know, some of these some of these tank operators that had these tanks they would get on these blacktop roads over there and just keep turning and turning and turning oh. and chewing all the pieces just for just being funny, you know. But the government had to pay for them all, refix them anyway. But but that was interesting. You know, we learned a lot. But then from there, um, well, actually from there, I went to um, Aiken, South Carolina, and I didn't, I was, um, I was actually going to, uh, and not even being on an army base there, um, that was a that was um, it was actually the big. It was a Dupont plant, like Dupont Paint. Yep. The, the Dupont family. They're from Dupont family, but they made the atomic bomb there in Aiken, South Carolina. Uh, it was Savannah River Defense Area, is what the name of it was. So we went there, and then. 
uh, once I was there, I did a lot of radio communications for um, ACAX, which is a, a 75 millimeter anti-aircraft guns, because it was a big area. It covered probably, I would say probably 20, 30 square miles. And the government bought up all the property there. There were, there were little towns that, that were abandoned right on our, on our property. And, um, we, what we did, what we had to do is, and then we had, uh, anti-aircraft guns on there. And if any airplanes would be coming over from, from, um, Savannah and that type of thing where they got lost, you might say, and come over, we would have to scramble because we had radar and we would have to radio into, uh, the air force. They would go up and scramble them and so forth. But then while I was there, then I was very fortunate um, because I loved to play baseball. So um, on our bulletin board there at Savannah River Defense Area, because, you know, we had big cafeterias because it was, you know, there's DuPont workers there. And um, and it was a beautiful base, actually. I mean, we call it a base. It was all privately. I mean, you had to be, you know, had to check when you come in just like any Army base. But then they put up in the bulletin board that um, – um, if you wanted to, you could try out for uh, the U.S. Army baseball team. So, um, you know, here I am only 20 years old. I thought, well, I mean, I played a lot of baseball, but uh, I'll, I'll try out and just see what happens. So uh, there was a certain date in end of March, I think it was, where um, where we had to try out. And uh, we tried out for like six weeks. No, about five weeks, I think it was. That's a long <clears throat> tryout. Yeah, it's a long tryout, but then they kept cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. Okay. I think we started out with near 70 people, 70 guys. And, um, well, when the final cut, I was fortunate enough that I made the team. So f- at that time, uh, of course, we were on a non, we were on a non-Army base anyway, but we, we could hand all of our U.S. Army equipment in. We did not have anything left in the, in what we call barracks. They were actually, um, yeah, they they weren't really barracks. They're just single story, like dorm, almost like dorm. Yeah, rooms like probably. dorm rooms, <clears throat> and uh, so we could hand all that stuff in, and uh, um, we just start practicing baseball, you know. And uh, we played uh, baseball every day. We travel all over the United States. Uh, we we played uh, every day uh, from April end of April till um, October. And you did that then until. You were done in the army, right? Well, no, I did that until October, but then I was a short timer because I got out the following March. Okay. I really would have liked to have it two years, but I never had a chance to do that the first year. So. So, uh, you played baseball, <clears throat> and then that that essentially was the last thing that you did in the army then. Yeah, actually, once I got out of the being, um, once I got out of being uh, on, the, on the baseball team, <clears throat> then I was a, um, what I did then uh, from, from playing baseball till the end, uh, I was a um, mail clerk. So I just uh, sat in a mail room and, and sorted all the mail that all the, all the you know, men got. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, <coughs> once I, so anyway, um, once I was uh, a mail clerk, and all I did is uh, is just you know sort the mail out and, and 
bring it all around to all the different soldiers and so forth. And, and um, well, that was really a fun job because, you know, by 11, 12 o'clock in the morning, I Your went, job was done. I was all day. done. And I just went to lunch and just sat around reading books in the afternoon. And <laughs> Not a bad gig. They, they did give me one other job when I was doing the mail clerk because they knew I was not doing much in the afternoon. Um, I, I drove for a Colonel. Um, I had a brand new, um, 1957 Chevrolet, uh, which is a very popular Chevrolet today. Um, and I just drove him wherever he wanted to go. I mean, if he didn't go anywhere, I just didn't go. And, um, uh, if, if they were, if they had to go out on the field where they practice, uh, uh anti-aircraft guns and stuff, then I would take him out there, and he would just watch and do things, and then I'd take him back and wave his hat, say hello. Yeah, you say yeah. hello. Say, hey. I know how once you get a certain number of stars on mm-hmm. there, it's, that's about all it is. So Bird. those those two jobs are kind of cool, you know. Until I got out in March. So basic training was also a little different for you, as it was different for me, and definitely different from what I hear people going through now. Yep. Um, because back when you went in into basic. You didn't have a PT uniform. You did everything in your BDUs, right? We did, yeah. You're running, you ran in your combat boots. Everything. We ran in combat boots uh, and and fatigues. I can't uh, can't, uh, imagine (laughs) doing some of those runs. but And then you had told me once that before someone could go in to eat, you had to do a certain amount of Mm pull-ups. We had to do 10 pull-ups just right by the door of the mess hall. And uh, what if I couldn't do 10 pull-ups? Then you'd go to the back of the line and tell you you could do them. And, right. I mean, you could, if you didn't do them for a couple, three times, you could still go in because they can't take food away from you. But they, they, if you did a couple of those, they looked down on you. You got little KP duties and all that type of thing. Yeah, you got the jobs nobody else wanted at that point, I'm Yeah, sure. that's right. What is your favorite basic training story? Well, or, or memory. Well, I think I think when the cadre came on the bus and and called us a lot of different names, that was an interesting story. Although I remember um, marching out to the ranch, uh, the ranch was a lot of fun too, and we we had M1 rifles and and M1 carbines, and we would go out there and uh, you know and just shoot you know quite a bit. A lot, a lot of bullets and stuff, but boy, they, and when basic training, you didn't touch any brass. I mean, if the brass, you you didn't stick a piece of brass in your pocket or anything because you would uh, really get it for that. But but um, but marching out to the range sometimes, and even, even if we had marching uh, times where we had to march for 10, 15 miles, or run, actually, um, I, I know there was a couple of people in my, in my uh, outfit uh, there in my in my company that um, couldn't run very well and but they had to run and I, I remember they would run just so many miles and then they would just drop right to the ground and they would just pick them up and throw them in the back of a truck and haul them back to the to your um, uh, to your barracks and so forth but um, today they would never do that <laughs> they, they they couldn't. They they wouldn't allow them to do that to people. But and we had the same thing at PT when we did PT test. Um, we had we had a certain thing that they call a squat thrust. You had to put your uh, your arms behind your neck, 
and jump up and it's down. It's a half a burpee for people that don't know what a squat thrust is. It's the lower portion of a burpee. Yep, that's what it is. Yep. And uh, they would make us do those uh, as we practiced, but then in our test, in our PT test, we had to do 50. And um, I remember there, too, there were certain people or certain men in our in our company that could not do it. And um, if they say if they did 25 of them and they just couldn't do no more, uh, a cadre would come and then he would get another cadre and go one on each shoulder and they would just lift him up another 25 times until he just dropped to the ground. So they would do the movements for him to make his body do it. Yep. Wow. Which, yeah, I don't think they could do that today. No, they would They would not allow it today. But, but I still think, and I've told many people this over the years, that it would be, you know, I know the draft is, is, is a thing of the past. Uh, they just don't have it anymore. But, but I said, I think every person coming out of high school before they went to college, they just go to basic training. And I think they learn, you learn a lot in basic training, you know, discipline, and that type of thing, and I think it'd be a totally different world today. But I agree. I think service is great for everybody, mm-hmm. um, and everybody can find a job. There's so many different things that you could do in the military, regardless of the branch. But yep. um, how do you feel? So uh, sometimes I feel a little odd when somebody says, when they know that I've been in the Army, and they say, well, thank you for your service, and I never know how to respond. How do you feel when somebody says, thank you for your service? Do you just smile and nod your head? Do you? I, I thank him for it because, you know, I know I was two years in the service for, for my country, but then what things I could choose from doing, it, you know, it kind of takes away from the person that, you know, like now when I was in, I was, I was very fortunate because um, when, I, when I took my physical way back in 54, the Korean War was still going on. And, um, but, then I, I got, you know, I knew I was going to go in March. And um, so I figured I was going to, you know, some, well, some of us at least were going to be going to Korea. But um, fortunately enough, the, the war ended on January of 55. So I never, I was never involved in a war. And that's why um, they're one of the reasons I never went overseas. Because you, you were in between then the Korean War and Vietnam. You were Correct. about way early for Vietnam, but yep. you were in between those two. Yeah, we're, uh, I was total peacetime. Now, there's there's minuses for that because there's a lot of things uh, for being a veteran I cannot get. Uh, that's changed now, but I mean, over the years, I could not get because I was not a foreign um, war veteran. Veteran of a foreign war, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Uh, so you probably can't join the VFW. I cannot. Which I is can, actually silly to me. Um, they can, need to change that. I can join the AMVETS because yep. that's everybody, but I cannot join a VFW. And I always thought that that was kind of a bad thing, but, um, you know, they've got rules, and, you know, it's, it's veterans of foreign wars, and I was never in a war. Yep, so, very true. <clears throat> so. so do you remember when I told you I wanted to join the Army? Mm-hmm, I remember that. I, I remember when you went down and uh, got inducted in, um, and, you know, down to Lansing. Yep. And uh, on the south end of Lansing, on the, right off the highway there, you were uh, in a hotel there that we brought you to. And, uh, you know, I, I still think it's a good thing to go to, but, I mean, it's totally different for a woman than it is for a man, I think. Yeah. Um, but basic training is still good for everybody. Yep. But um, I think a woman, um, 
and and most women can do it, but I think there's in the army. Um, well, and that's the way it was in the Second World War. I mean, there there used to be they call them waxing waves. Um, a wave where you were a, a lady that was in the navy, and a whack was uh, a woman that was in the army or the or the marines. And they did certain jobs. They did certain jobs. They did mostly office jobs and that type nursing. of thing, you know. But, uh, you know, today there's a lot of women that can do sometimes even better than a man in, in fighting that type of thing. But um, it's a little bit tougher because, um, you know, normally speaking, a man is stronger for, like, foxholes and all that type of thing. It's not really a place for a woman to be in a foxhole. But, you know, now that they're in, uh, there's... They, it, it happens, yep. you know, so, um, but I always thought the army was mainly for a man, but, um, it's changed today. It is definitely changed. And thankfully we're in all branches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know that they've talked about bringing back the draft and mm-hmm. they would include women in the draft. Um, but yeah, I remember when I decided because I had moved down to Texas and couldn't, get a living wage in Texas. So I moved back to Michigan and the whole way home, I heard these army ads. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that was the old be all that you can be in the army. And I would hear this over and over and over for 1300 miles or whatever it was. And when I got back home, I just knew that's what I needed to do at that point, um, in my life. And I remember we flew from Lansing down to St. Louis Mm-hmm. And then there was a whole group of us that were waiting to be picked up. And then we were driven down to Fort Leonard Wood and it, we got in late, late at night, whatever time it was. And you could just, they flipped on all the lights and on they came, you know, their big old smoky bear hats. And, um, they just came in a roaring and, uh, my one drill sergeant, he was a, a big, big, big guy. He was, he was very intimidating. Um, he ended up leaving us and going into the special forces in the middle of our training. So he was definitely, he was definitely in shape and ready to go. And, uh, I'll never forget you walk in the doors and they had these, uh, amnesty boxes. Mm -hmm. You walked in, it was almost like a little confessional or something. You walked in and you were able to toss everything you had taken in that you're not allowed to have. Mm -hmm. It was your last chance. And then they separated the guys all went over here to get their haircuts. And then we went on down the line. And I remember, um, this room where we got our, all of our vaccines and the shots that they were giving us. And we were all lined up facing the wall in a big square and you just came by and you had to drop your, your pants and you got, I remember that peanut butter shot. (laughs) Um, there's no better way to describe it other than the consistency of peanut butter. I have no idea what that shot even was. Mm -mm. Um, you know, I might be radioactive. I don't know, but, uh, yeah. So I remember, I remember a lot of that. Um, during reception and right before we got moved out to our uh, to our companies and that we were going to be staying with and meeting our drill sergeants that took us through the next 16 weeks. Yeah, it was really amazing to me when we first got off the bus in Fort Gordon, Georgia, to the time that we graduated in Fort Gordon for the, as as a basic training. Um, how you how your uh, your your whole uh, well, what, what can I say? It's not really the body because you you gained a lot of muscles while you were down there because of all the running. But your your whole life has changed completely. I well, mean, you have a different set of, you know, you see the world through a different set of eyes. That's right. And 
now you've been trained a certain way and to react a certain way to things. Um, and I think coming home, you know, then you got to get used to what the home is like again and, yep. and being surrounded by other distractions that you hadn't had for however long you were gone. Um, you know, nowadays I hear that they have access to computers and email and all that kind of stuff. And um, I had to buy a calling card and remember the numbers. And I could, I remember I got one call home. I think when we got there, it allowed us one call so we could say, Hey, we made it. We're fine. I'll talk to you the next time I have a phone privilege. That was kind of, um, and during my basic, we thought we had a weekend pass one time. I remember. And you guys decided you were going to drive down and visit since I was going to have the weekend off. And you came all the way down from Michigan down to Missouri. Um, and some people in my company got a little squirrely over that week and we had our privilege revoked the day of. So we were never able to see each other because I was locked down for the weekend instead. I was cleaning, I think, that whole weekend, which was even more irritating. But um, then you guys came down for my graduation. Um, but that weekend, too, that we, we were in a hotel down there right outside of Fort Leonardwood. And um, then we got the word that you, you couldn't go out. So what we did is um, we drove our car on the base and found out where where you were, I mean, your company was doing, you know, they had them have you marching and they did, yep. they had you out to the parade grounds and did all this and whatever. So we were hoping that we could at least see you, you know, in, in uniform there uh, with your, in your company, but uh, we could never find you. There's only a few other soldiers on the base. So really, yeah. I mean, there were so many people. I'd oh, be surprised yeah, if you could yeah. find us, but uh, it was, that was a long drive, you know, for quite a few hours down and back, and they didn't, didn't even see you. I remember that just like it was yesterday. I think my favorite Army story was um, I had a birthday while I was in basic training, and it was my 23rd birthday, I think it was. And um, my drill sergeant had, uh, when he was back in basic training, he had a birthday, and he was like, nobody acknowledged it, nobody cared I was the only one that knew, and so he said, I, I made sure every soldier I had from that day forward, their birthday would be recognized with a gift. And he allowed me one wish, and with my one wish, I hated my battle buddy so much. Um, Brown, I, I don't remember her first name. She was super tall. She was as tall as I am short, um, but her last name was Brown, and she had the bottom bunk and made me take the top bunk, which was just ridiculous because, uh, you know, she would have been able to get up there much easier than I could. So mm -hmm. I made sure to bounce on it a little bit every time I had to get up to my bunk. But um, so for my one wish, because I disliked her so much, um, I had her smoked for an hour. And I got to sit by and watch and uh, enjoy some snacks while she was just being obliterated in the field in front of me. And so my buddies and I were all sitting around watching and cheering and having a good time. So that's one of my favorite. Yeah, that is, that is pretty cool. <laughs> I don't think you've ever told us that before. Yeah, that, uh, that was a special moment. Um, now you did have some buddies that, um, stayed in the service after you were out and, and you still had contact with them for quite a while. Yeah, we still, we still keep in contact, not regularly. Um, uh, but we've stayed in touch over social media and things like that. So we sure. at least have kind of a touch on each other and where we're, where we are. There's uh, four of us that I keep in touch with. Mm -hmm. So, Neat. 
Yeah. Did, mo- cool. did most of them just stay in for a few more years or did some of them make a 20 year career? Um, I, of the ones I know of, I don't know anyone that has stayed in. They've all mainly gotten out after, you know, it was probably four or eight years yeah. that most of them um, did. There's quite a few that do that. Do that. It sounds pretty good to, uh, to a lot of people. And then they re-up for, say, three or four more. And then after that, they're pretty well. And unless you go past 10, uh, 10 or 12, then you then you might just stay the other eight because there there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of good premiums for after you get out if you you know when you're only forty some years old, but yeah, definitely. But um, it's 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 a branch. Uh, whatever branch you get into, it's something that um, there's a lot of memories to. I mean, even people that go overseas, you know, especially the Navy. You know, we used to when I was playing baseball, we played a lot of Navy bases, and uh, wow, they always had the best food. Uh, and they told stories about being all in different countries all over the yeah. world. I mean, they they got to see a lot of the world, which is really good. Yeah, definitely. It gives a very different <laughs> exposure and perspective yeah. on, I think, life here at home and the world. Yeah. Um, and I think it's good for everybody. Yeah. So any final thoughts on Veterans Day, um, on joining the service, or any any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Well, you know, Veterans Day is a very important day because, um, you know, there's a lot of veterans um, that never made it home, you know, and uh, we have to remember them, first of all, and because our country is is, um, the way it is today because of a lot of men that gave their life, you know, in, in the foreign wars and so forth. But those guys we celebrate, or not celebrate, that's the wrong word, those those folks we really remember on Memorial Day. Memorial Day. So Veterans yep. Day are for the folks that came back home, yep. for the people that did serve and raised their hand and said, you know, I offer myself as a blank check to the to the United States to do whatever you need me to do. I'm ready to go. Yeah, well, you know, then that's why, you know, it was I was very proud to be uh, in the service and, and be a veteran. And nowadays they're doing a lot more for the veterans, even on, on, on Veterans Day. Um, you know, there's a lot of restaurants now that, uh, we'll take in veterans for free meals and that type of thing, which I really thought is a neat thing. You know, I know it's all a write-off for the companies, but but at least they're remembered. It's a nice gesture know. for people that feel quite often like it doesn't matter, yeah. I think. And uh, and I think, um, you know, the veterans have, you know, they have done their, their years. Some of them did a few years. Some of them did a lot of years, but... Um, I think even if even if you got out as a private to to the generals and that type of thing, and I think it's a very important day that we that we can celebrate. Definitely. Well, to my favorite veteran, thank you for your service. And thank you, and thank you for your service. I love every year that I get to post a picture of you and I in our uniforms together. Yep. You know that's something that who knew when you signed up that eventually someday your daughter would sign up. That's right. Because when I signed up, there were no women going in. That's right. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. And with my one wish, I hated my battle buddy so much. Um, Brown. I I don't remember her first name. She was super tall. She was as tall as I am short. Um, But her last name was Brown. And she had the bottom bunk and made me take the top bunk, which was just ridiculous because... 
uh, you know, she would have been able to get up there much easier than I could. So mm-hmm. I made sure to bounce on it a little bit every time I had to get up to my bunk. But um, so for my one wish, because I disliked her so much, um, I had her smoked for an hour. And I got to sit by and watch and uh, enjoy some snacks while she was just being obliterated in the field in front of me. And so my buddies and I were all sitting around watching and cheering and having a good time. So that's one of my favorite. Yeah, that is, that is pretty cool. I don't <laughs> think you've ever told us that before. Yeah, that, uh, that was a special moment. Um, now you did have some buddies that, um, stayed in the service after you were out and, and you still had contact with them for quite a while. Yeah, we still, we still keep in contact, not regularly. Um, uh, but we've stayed in touch over social media and things like that. So we sure. at least have kind of a touch on each other and where we're, where we are. There's uh, four of us that I keep in touch with. Mm-hmm. So Neat. yeah, it's did, mo- cool. did most of them just stay in for a few more years or did some of them make a 20 year career? Um, I, of the ones I know of, I don't know anyone that has stayed in. They've all mainly gotten out after. You know, it was probably four or eight years yeah. that most of them um, did. There's quite a few that do that. Do that. It sounds pretty good to, uh, to a lot of people, and then they re up for say three or four more, and then after that, they're pretty well. And unless you go past ten, uh, ten or twelve, then you then you might have stayed the other eight because there there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good premiums for after you get out. If you you know when you're only forty some years old, but yeah, definitely. But um, it's it's. It's a branch, um, whatever branch you get into, it's something that um, there's a lot of memories to. I mean, even people that go overseas, you know, especially the Navy. You know, we used to, when I was playing baseball, we played a lot of Navy bases. And, uh, well, they always had the best food. Uh, and they told stories about being all in different countries all over the yep. world. I mean, they they got to see a lot of the world, which is really good. Yeah, definitely. It gives... A- very different exposure and perspective yeah. on, I think, life here at home and the world. Yeah. Um, and I think it's good for everybody. Yeah. So any final thoughts on Veterans Day, um, on joining the service, or any any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Well, you know, Veterans Day is a very important day because, um, you know, there's a lot of veterans um that never made it home, you know, and, uh, we have to remember them first of all. And because our country is, is, um, the way it is today because of a lot of men that gave their life, you know, in, in the foreign wars and so forth. But those guys we celebrate or not celebrate, that's the wrong word. Those, those folks we really remember on Memorial Day. Memorial Day. So Veterans yep. Day are for the folks that came back home, for yep. the people that did serve and raised their hand and said, you know, I offer myself as a blank check to the to the United States to do whatever you need me to do. I'm ready to go. Yeah, well, you know, then that's why, you know, it was I was very proud to be uh, in the service and, and be a veteran. And nowadays they're doing a lot more for the veterans, even on, on, on Veterans Day. Um, you know, there's a lot of restaurants now that, uh, we'll take in veterans for free meals and that type of thing, which I really thought is a neat thing. You know, I know it's all a write-off for the companies, but but at least they're remembered. It's a nice gesture know. for people that feel quite often like it doesn't matter, yeah. I think. And, uh, and I think, um, you know, the veterans have, you know, 
they have done their their years. Some of them did a few years. Some of them did a lot of years. But um, I think even if even if you got out as a private to to the generals and that type of thing, and I think it's a very important day that we that we can celebrate. Definitely. Well, to my favorite veteran, thank you for your service. And thank you, and thank you for your service. I love every year that I get to post a picture of you and I in our uniforms together. Yep. You know, that's something that who knew when you signed up that eventually someday your daughter would sign up. That's right. And because when I signed up, there were no women going in. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And that's all that we have for our episode today. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you never miss out and head on over to Instagram and say hello and make sure to give us a like. Have a good day and be well.